two. All right. You ready? Ready Ready to go. All right. So welcome to this episode. Uh, We are coming here. This is recorded of mayor. Well, are you mayor right now? No, not this year. Not this year, year, but you have been. You've had been four times. Former mayor four times. Former mayor four times. So we are here today with Grace Vallejo. It's uh, our interview to talk about uh, her upcoming uh, re-election she's running for. So we have Again, seven seats. Seven seats. There's or there's seven. There's seven candidates seven running candidates, for three sorry, seats. Three seats. I'm sorry. That's correct. Seven candidates running for three seats, and uh, let's uh, let's learn about Grace. I mean, you've been on the council for how many years? I've been on the city council for sixteen years. However, um, I was on the planning commission eleven years before that, which also gave me some insight into planning, uh, design of cities, and being smart in how we grow. So with uh, having a lot of years in council and there's a lot of candidates running this year. So why, uh, we have to ask the question is, (laughs) why are you running for re-election? You know, uh, as a council member, um, most of us would be working on certain projects. I have a lot of projects that I have worked on and am working on and will want to work on. So to be reelected, it would give me an opportunity, for example, and I'll give one of my, my reasons for it, is uh, in the city of Delano, in the county of Kern, there is not one single park that has uh, play equipment that would allow uh, children with special needs to use them. So the MLK Park, which is uh, off of Garces behind the school, we have a small park there. We're uh, obtaining additional land from the housing authority, uh, and we're, we're going to add that to our park. That's an ideal place to try and get that kind of equipment. It'll be the only one of its kind in uh, the county. And it'll be, you just have your microphone just a little bit closer. Okay. So and can, it'll be inclusive, not exclusive, so that a parent can take a special needs child and their siblings to the park and use the play equipment. Now, that takes time. I, I'm meeting with somebody that can help us maybe get a grant. Um, the design of it will depend on the money we get. It can be anywhere from $2 million to $8 million. So that's one of the projects. Uh, The other project is I worked with Congressman T.J. Cox to put in the kind of language in his water bill for the valley that will allow cities like Delano with a smaller population to apply for funding on that water grant in the past that hasn't been available. And I specifically worked with him on the language. So we will be able to apply once that bill gets passed. And I did that because we have another well that needs to be treated. And the cost could be up to $6 million. And who pays it? If we don't get the grant funding and there's not sufficient money in the water fund, which is called a restricted fund, then it's the ratepayers. That's where uh, rates come from what has to be done to provide the type of water that they can safely drink. Wow. Oh, wow. And that's just two things, so we could spend all night. But right. Yeah. No, I'm sure just, none of us want to be yeah. here all night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it could be a long podcast, but yes. yeah, we've been averaging about an hour, so <laughs> hopefully we can keep it around there. Okay. I'll, and I'll certainly try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I got a few questions here and just, I mean... 
something we've been asking everybody. Of course, you kind of touched a little bit on it, and that's just following up from what we had at the forum. Okay. And that is water. A lot of people talk about water and talk about how our um, quality is, and you spoke a lot about it on the night of the forum. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as far as a uh, city-wise, do you believe we're on track with everything? Are we up to date with it? I mean, I know that's kind of a weird question because we never know when older. <laughs> it's just kind of... Things go and you got to update them, right? Yeah, it's touch and go. Well, you know, actually, and, and the way you're, you're putting it has something to do with what I'm going to talk about. And that is in the Valley, the 123 TCP is one of the um, chemicals that is in our water. And I shouldn't even say in our water. It's in our ground. And in the 50s and 60s, the Dow Chemical and Shell Oil Company uh, used to produce the kind of fumigants that the ranchers would use, the farmers. And as they used that in the land, uh, at the time, there probably wasn't enough known about it, but it didn't really benefit them, or otherwise they probably would have known, hey, it's going to hurt people eventually, and they wouldn't have used it. But Putting that aside, it is down in the ground. So as Delano and other cities in the valley are drilling their wells, the, this is coming up. The nitrates are all coming up. So I don't foresee that there will be an end to it because it is in the ground. Every time we dig a well or we operate one, once we hit whatever the state sets as a MLC at the time, because they have changed it throughout the years. Um, once they set that and we have to meet it, we have to mitigate that well. We currently have two wells in the northeast area, which is out towards this area where we're sitting around. And, uh, and there's a third one we're going to utilize to mitigate that uh, one, two, three TCP component it's going to be blended with the other well. The cost of that, when I started looking for money, was about six million. We found five million, I say we because our lobbyist, former Senator Dean Flores, found that money. I worked with him for a year and a half to go after that money, and we got it, five million. But by now, the cost is up to close to $10 million. Wow. Now, Part of that money will have to come from the water fund. And the water fund comes from ratepayers who pay into it, and it's utilized for uh, replacement of the old uh, lines in the city, uh, for treating any wells. If a well turns out to not be good and we've been trying to put in a new one, we lose all that money because we spent money to dig it. If it turns out that the water's not good, we have to find another spot. So... It is going to be an ongoing thing. It is so bad in the valley that Southern California, who would purchase the water from this area and from the north, is now saying they may not want to purchase that. Delano and many cities get their water from groundwater. There are some uh, uh, water districts that get it from storage water that comes down through Fryant Canal and other areas. Yeah. But for Delano, it is called your, your groundwater. So there is not going to be an immediate fix to it. We will always have to be checking the wells. Our person, our staff member who uh, keeps track of this, even at night they'll go and they'll run the computers to check them. They're con continually checking it to make sure we meet whatever the state requires at the time. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a lot of uh, information to digest. Yeah. It is, and, and I mean, a lot of people don't know it, that. A lot of people don't know that. So, yes. I mean, that's uh, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting to see how that actually plays out when it comes to water. I mean, obviously, we're not, we know it's just not a fix. Exactly. It doesn't happen. It takes right. years, it takes months, but also careful planning for the future, just yes. like everything. Uh, one thing I want to touch on a little bit um, is, I'm going to get to that right now. Now, as a former or as a, a current council member running yes. for an election, what qualifies you to be reelected? Well, obviously, uh, everybody talks experience, but in reality, it has to be the right experience. Somebody can read a budget, fantastic. But we have staff that we hire to work on the budgets. That budget is brought to us. And uh, several years ago, I asked that we set up a budget committee that consists of at least two council members and the staffing that works on the budget. That was never done in the past. I just felt that you can't bring me a budget book that's about that thick and expect us to, to um, you know, vote on it. So with the committee, now it's up on on each council member how much they're going to read into that budget book because it's given to them enough and to trust their two selected uh, council members that sit on the budget that they have handled everything, either turned down items, approved items, and bring to the table that budget. So that is one thing that I know I have that kind of experience on. The other thing which is a critical thing for the city is that you have to build relationships to obtain resources in the state level and the federal level. And you do that because that's how you're able to get your help to get funding, whether they're grants or other kinds of fundings, or the bill. You know, I had, a re I had the uh, fortune that, I was fortunate that I built a relationship with Congressman Cox. And that's how, you know, talking to him about our problem of not being able to go after money being able to talk to him, he turned around and worked with me on that for part of his bill. Uh, senator Flores, I knew him when he was still a senator. I built that relationship. So I have been building relationships that help the city of Delano obtain the kind of help that it's needed. Every city needs to do that. You have to build relationships with council members from other cities so that you can then find out, hey, this is the problem we're having. Have you had that? I heard you, you're dealing with it. And they may have a solution. Why are we reinventing the wheel? So it's a culmination of many things that can make a person experience to do that. Now, in 2004, did I have all of this? No. But I did have 11 years on the planning commission. And I also made relationships with planners, with other commissioners, and with legislators during that time that I added to when I became a council member. So I think that bringing all of that to the table for Delano is very key. And that's why I think that I would be, uh, again, valuable to the city of Delano. So in regards to city growth and city, <clears throat> just bringing new housing, commercial, we look at those two things. Those are two different things because, yeah, we think about housing, we think about the community, but then we also think about commercial growth like the marketplace. Yes. And when you take those two things, as far as importance, if you were to choose, what do you think in five years? Or if, say you had a five-year plan, 10-year plan. What is going to be your priority 
when it comes to those two issues because we can have a lot of houses, but also commercially, we don't have enough stores, enough involvement for the community to go. I know we just got Maya. We have more business coming in, Jollibee. We have Ona Hawaii. Maya barbecue. The barbecue coming in. That's great. Those are continuing to come in. And then I know you reaching out, city council, the city reaching out to bring in more businesses to come into the town. What is? What do you think is more important? You know, if you had asked me that back in 2004, 2005, um, I would have said, hmm, I think I'm going to have to check into it. But I have been working on this all the years I've been on the council. And they come hand in hand because you can have all the rooftops you want but like you said, where are the jobs? And why would people come and buy a house here if they have no place to shop, if they don't have entertainment, if they don't have a good educational system? When I do go out um, to try to entice uh, a developer to bring commercial in or retail, because there's a difference between the commercial retail, such as the marketplace, that design of what they wanted to do first in the Delano marketplace and then in the uh, grapevine, um, and then they've got a third, it was A, B, and C. Uh, they've got those three areas. Uh, we started talking about what Delano's needs were. And some of that we found out through having some uh, town meetings, trying to determine you know, what would they like to see. But reality is... A city or the residents or a group or certain individuals may want a certain business to come, a certain eatery, but the other half of it is, does that business want to come? Mm -hmm. Businesses have criteria. I've been trying to get an In-N-Out burger now for 10 years. I would Do eat you there. Know? Yes. Do you know what they told me? I met with the corporate people. What did they say? They said, you are not large enough for us. Wow. Wow. Do you know what their minimum is? 60,000. And at the time, we weren't even at 50. We're like 46,000, I think. And so we've grown. So who knows? Maybe in the near future, we can talk to them again. ICSC is the, gather, the largest gathering of the corporate people. And they literally set up a mini McDonald's, a mini In-N-Out in, in, um, in the convention center in Las Vegas. And it takes days to go through everything. But we went with meetings with certain corporate people. So I've met and talked to the housing developers, uh, Dr. Hare, him and I have worked well. He's asked about what we'd like to see. Those are the houses you see that are being built in the southwest area. Um, I, I did ask about a park because a lot of people don't realize the developers required to do one of two things pay into the, uh, into the budget of the park fees, they pay park fees, or they dedicate land. And I've, since I came on, I said, don't take a penny, get that park land from their development, because land is valuable. Your money, you'll spend it. And what happens afterwards for that particular area of that community? You have one here at Morningside. So it's all about land. So from a developer, you get the land. And if you do what I do, I bug a lot. And I get them to do some of that park equipment and things also, which is something the city would normally do. But you can convince them to put it in because they want to develop. They make money when they come put in houses. So don't kid yourself. 
they will make the money and they're gone. But we get we can get them to do things besides build the homes. Now out at the uh, at the via, I just met with uh, YK, somebody from YK. I think it was two weeks ago. We talked about the the section that's right across the street from the apartments, the via apartments. It was traditionally going to be commercial retail. And right now, with the pandemic, with everything, you're not going to find investors who want to invest in in the traditional brick-and-mortar stores. You're finding so many that are closing down. Well, they don't, they don't get investors to bring those in right now. So they're now going to do something else with that portion of it. And it's rooftops. And that's fine. But we still need the retail commercial. So I've asked them to still leave enough land open for that as things get better they're going to try also to bring them. They, they had Chipotle, uh, who said they were going to come. Well, there's kind of a you know, little stop on that right now. There are others that I can't mention who were coming, but everybody's kind of stopping on that right now. So you have the, the pandemic time and the post-pandemic, which we won't know when that is. Once the post-pandemic comes in, if I'm reelected, I will then go again and talk to the corporate, because the corporate decides, they do the market study, and they decide what to put in a city. It's not us wanting them here, it's what can they get out of the residents in Delano. They have to get them to shop all the time and eat all the time. They can't just say, oh, great, we have a grand opening, and a lot of people should up for the first week, the first month. After that, they have to be able to have a sustainable business. And it, we decide that as residents. If we don't go there, they close up, just like some shops here in town. They'll close up because they don't get them. My answers will all be that yeah. way because yeah. of the time I have spent on the council. Yeah. <laughs> in regards to, I mean, we have new development. New development is great. Yeah. But also, and I've asked other candidates also, other incumbents, the same question is city, well, not, Main Street. Now, you look at new properties, great. New businesses coming in, new land being developed. But what about keeping up in the revitalization of Main Street? Not yeah. to say that Main Street is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. But I mean, like, obviously, we always want better. That's just in our nature. We always want better. Yes. I mean, do you think investing or do you think it's possible to make Main Street better and to improve Main Street? Absolutely. Now, how can that be done? Our chamber has to work with our local businesses, and they have to determine what things can we do with the design of Main Street. Because in Bakersfield, downtown Bakersfield was becoming nothing but empty buildings. And what happened? Their chamber worked with the downtown business. They created a downtown uh, business association and they started thinking of different ideas. We may not be able to do the same exact of what they do, but we can take a look at our sidewalks. How wide are they? Are our street, is it possible? Would people be willing to walk from the parking area to close a couple of blocks or a single block and make it a walkable portion? There's a lot of things that can be done. And I think that's something that as we move forward and as it gets really to where it's growing in the southwest area, we have to turn to downtown 
and let the businesses know that you have to invest in downtown yourself. Mm -hmm. um, we, I don't know if anybody knows this, but several years ago, we offered a program. We offered to pay, uh, started off with, uh, I think, 40% for them to fix the facade. We would pay 40% of the cost because we had gotten funding. Nobody took us up on it. We raised it to 50. We raised it to 60. We raised it to 70%. We had one taker, and that was at the time uh, Surplus City. But then afterwards, we were moving along, and they decided not to. That's the city's wow. program. So, 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 so none of the, none, so of, none them, of them took advantage of that. None of it. That's actually really surprising because I mean, as a business person, if you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna," I mean, I know what was the first number? Forty percent. Forty percent. I mean, it jumped all, <laughs> it, it jumped all the way to seventy percent. Yes. I mean, that that's okay. a huge jump. But you also need to know this: how many of those buildings are were owned at the time by local people? A lot of the owners of those buildings downtown have moved out of town. Now, if it's a, a local owner and they own it, they may be willing to do that. If they live in town, if they shop here, everything. But if they don't and they're collecting their rent, they may not want to put money out. So that's an obstacle that has to be overcome. Because at that point, the actual business person needs to step up and say, but you know what? My business will grow if I do this. And we were talking even little things like um, we paid to have somebody come and they steamed all the sidewalks because, you know, we laid those sidewalks Brick. with the bricking, right? Well, the gum and all the stuff that was piling up, you would think somebody, there were two people that would, that in front of their business, they'd get out there and they'd scrub and they'd do all that, but not everybody. So we did pay for everything to get uh, pressure washed. But of course, you know, it's not like something that we can do all the time. All the time. We're yeah. looking at taxpayer funding. Yeah. Now, going yeah. back to a little bit of um, on Main Street, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of businesses right now, so we're, we're in pandemic mode right now. Yes. So pandemic mode means a lot of businesses can't, are, are limited, meaning they can't, open full they can't allow people inside we do have is there a couple of sit-down restaurants right yeah we do there's, denny's there's out there well, perco's are out there no no, no i'm talking on main street on main street the taqueria we have yeah. tampico oh yeah, all the yeah other ones. Yep. Yep. So, but they have a parking lot yes. LR, that's different maybe LRs they have too. a different well well mm, on main yeah. street you don't have actual parking in front on the side most of theirs have like two or three parking spots in the back of their building if they're lucky, because that is an old street. Yeah. However, we as a city have allowed our planners to allow a business to do uh, outside dining in their parking area if they can. They just come in, get their permit, and we're allowing it, even though that's not part of the yeah. standards. So what I wanted to touch on on that part is because... I, I, read, I heard about that th this morning. So this oh. is something new. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about the local businesses and everything. And it's like, okay, they, some of these places are just storefronts. You just walk up and they don't have the advantage of some sit-in diners or some yes. restaurants that have a parking lot where they could set that up. So one great thing I know you're talking about is the Downtown Business Association they brought to the Bakersfield City Council is that they're allowing certain sections of the city to be closed off 
and they're going to be using the street. So there's like, oh, okay, you're in front of here. So this section to this section is your restaurant. And they can set up tents. A lot of places. Yeah, I've seen that. Set up uh, temporary yes. structures I went and to, tents. Uh, I think it's 19th. Um, might be 19th. I'm trying to remember. They're closing off that block. They're closing off that. Yes. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Huntington Beach a couple of weeks ago, and walking down, that entire street going all the way to the beach was entirely blocked off, and the restaurants had a good 15 to 20 feet on the street in front of their other uh, um, business to actually put dining right in front of them since they don't have any room. Yes. The entire street was yeah. chopped off. I would totally support that. There's just some things that you have to want to consider and you want to hear from the, the owners, and that is the fact that where are the restaurants located? Because obviously where you have what used to be JCPenney's, B of A, those are all retail. They're not food. Right. So you're not going to think of shutting that one down. So how, what areas would you do? And that's when the businesses have together and say, I don't mind getting rid of the parking. Because as council members, we get contacted by business owners, by customers who say, hey, there's no place to park downtown. The city has parking lots, but an individual has to be willing to park at the parking lot and walk half a block to get into the main street stores. That's the yeah, key. That's the key. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's a little bit of an argument to that because, I mean, I could say, <laughs> if you're going to say, I could go to a certain restaurant, go have, pick a, a few, like, I, I think a good section is right there where Charro is, because you have that oh, one, yeah. Parache yeah. Loco, the new Michoacana that came in right there, right, and then a few others. So, I mean, there's, there's certain areas where there's sections that can be possible. Right. And... I think probably it'd be, be the only one on Main Street yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're and, uh, very limited yeah, to it's, how it's much. Limited. However, even though it's limited, I would love to hear that the chamber is going to take this project on, meet with us, with our staff, and say, this is what we found out from those particular businesses, that if you will close that area out, they will put dining out there. It doesn't even have to be a, a permanent thing or a semi-permanent no, thing. It, it could would, even be like, okay, well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, exactly. we're going to close off this section to this section. So maybe from the corner of Charro, which is what? Uh, 12th. 12th. 12th to up to where the old Palace, which is Michoacana. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole entire section. Right. It's a small section, so it still is allow, allows parking on either side as well as... People, I mean, it's not that far of a distance. And honestly, people are tired of kind of being stuck at home right now. So, I mean, that little bit, it was like, are you willing to walk a half a block? It was like, I'll walk a whole block if it means I get to sit outside and enjoy something. I mean, there's there's just a a whole slew of things that people could do. They could put TVs. You could make it sports dining. You know, the ideas are great. I I, I think they're great. Now, one thing is... You want to park, right, in yeah. the other section where we're going to leave it open, like Payless moving uh, south, right, yeah. to 11th. How are you going to get in there, and how are you going to get out? So, so yeah, I'm, yeah. what no, I'm no, saying is... No, no, I understand. Is, Logistics. You're, you're yes, looking at the logistics yes. of everything. And part of my job, I think, is making sure that everything is covered. The safety of people, there's not cars coming out weird that could hit somebody... But there's, there are means. For example, would they allow us to use the um, that area between the old Payless and 
I don't know what that used to be the old McMahon's. E-Mart. Mm. It's called E-Mart now. You can go out through there. Right? That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. like, well, you could always so, turn so into so that. So there, there are things. But everybody's got to play ball. So yes. like Michoacana <laughs> and it's not Radio Shack, it's Sprint now. I guess believe that's their parking lot. No, actually, it's a, it, it's a... Is it a city pass Well, it's whoever owns... No, we don't own it. But whoever owns the buildings are the ones that have whatever property is theirs. I, I'm just saying the idea is great. But just like many things that we are told, hey, why don't you do this? You have to think about, okay, all the parts, all the parts. You have to make sure you have safety for whatever you're doing. You have to make sure that it's legal. Whatever it is we're doing... That's why I'm saying this is a fantastic project for the chamber to get involved and go and meet with those specific um, restaurants. You know, do they just want in front of them and maybe close off where uh, 12th is on that four corner so that people can't come in there at all? I mean, there's different things that could be done. Maybe close that whole block so you don't actually park there. Because we have, you know that the parking across the street from the courthouse is city parking. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so across, people, from the port, uh, across from the courthouse, also on the corner of 11th and Lexington and yes, High that, Street and, or Maui Fa, yeah, right? And out there where, where um, the library is, that's yes, ours too. Behind there so, too. so there are ways. Uh, it's a matter of a committee or a group that can work with the, the downtown businesses. Um, you know, I'm always open to those kind. Of, I think of weird things too, but, you know, I think, hey, how can we do this? That's how things happen. People have to get involved. And maybe the businesses are going to say, hey, at this point, I'm willing to have that shut down. And I think the customers, like you mentioned, are going to be willing to park somewhere else and walk over there, especially if it's only three days a week. I mean, on Sundays, I can't go have breakfast somewhere and sit down. Yeah. Unless I'm going to fight the flies outside while you're eating. So so I know where you're coming from with that. And I think that's really something that maybe you can reach out to the chamber and say, hey, these people pay into the chamber. Well, if the chamber is watching or they watch this episode, maybe you could uh, figure out a way to get a hold of some of the businesses that are members of the chamber. Because, I mean, Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a group of them, especially that corner, because that's yes. probably the busiest corner right there. Because if you can have um, yogurt, yes, they would probably be willing to mm-hmm. uh, cater out there and even have a, a booth. I mean, I, I, I would, I would sit there. Yeah. I would probably go out well, there. Well, you have for some to remember, food. we would close it down for the street fairs. Yeah, what's that's the true. difference? That's right. That is no. exactly right. So I mean. It is possible. It just takes someone to actually just... So anybody that's out there that wants to do that, please, we need something right now. The chamber gets some of those businesses to work with them, and they within themselves can reach out to their colleagues of their other businesses that are there. Yeah. Well, I know know that we're on the uh, the subject of um, um, finances and and bringing... We're talking about that that, uh, financial aspect of Delano. Mm -hmm. I wanted to touch back on um, the forum that was a couple of weeks ago. I know one of the things that you were running on was your experience and your ability to lobby and bring bring grants to Delano. Um, what are some of the steps that you would do to further the financial stability um, here in, in, in Delano? Uh, we were talking with some of the candidates, and they say we have um, a few million in our in our bank now in in the bank now. We have you know s- some reserve funds. What are some of the steps that you would do to foster and, and further that financial stability in Delano? 
Well, first of all, when you're talking about uh, financial and Delano and bringing money in, uh, you have to remember, where does the money come from? Did any of them tell you it has many, many hands that it's coming from? We get a portion of it from property tax. We have our one cent sales tax, plus we have our sales tax. Um, We have some of the funding that comes from what I call the restrict. Well, I don't, but they're called the restricted funds, which is water, uh, street cleaning. So... Where do you want money to come from to? Into that's that. the question. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, because there that's a very general question. So if you're talking about money coming in, do you know that I have sent emails and I'm sure I must not be the only one. We're fighting for the federal government to give funds to the state so that the state in turn can give cities money for whatever it is we've lost. Because it's not just the businesses that are losing money. The city is too. Uh, from our one-cent sales tax, I believe in the last, uh, the early three months, we lost about almost close to $2 million in our one-cent sales tax. And in our sales tax, with the stores being closed, we've, we're losing that also. So when you want to know what would you do, yeah. it depends on what I'm going to go after for what. If somebody says, hey, we need, um, let's see, which fund? The general fund, and I think that's what you're referring to, within our general fund, we have a, a reserve. Right, that's what I was referring every, to. Yeah. Yes, every city has to have a reserve because if something happens, we need to have a certain amount of, of months to cover payroll. Uh, for example, out of our budget, 60% of the budget is for security. Yeah. So when you're talking money, you have to have enough money put aside, kind of like your home. If you have a, a disaster in your home and you have no money saved, how are you going to pay for pipes or whatever broke? Yeah. The same thing happens with Delano. So a certain amount has to stay there. A million, two million? Not, nothing. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's it going to do? And where do you want to put it? Now, we go after grants for numerous things, and I'm always looking for money. I get things that come into my phone, and I immediately forward it to the proper department and say, hey, can we? do you think we can get money for this? Transportation. We got um, $1.2 million. Congressman, um, Congressman Cox called me himself, uh, and it was a week before it was going to be told that we were getting $1.2 transportation money and people say god that's a lot of money right now we can use it but it comes with strings any money we get has restrictions tells us where we can use it so my question back to you would be like where where would you like me to see about where i can get money for what recreation for my my question was really general i think it was more putting funds into the reserve into our backup Mm -hmm. uh, because the prime example is what we're in right now, the pandemic. Right. What happens if a certain, you know, a certain scenario happens, we pull from that reserve fund in order to supply the needs that that those people, you know, that um, I guess the general question is, you know, how are we going to increase that reserve fund? That that was really my general question. During the pandemic, I don't see money going back into the reserve Okay. Um, I might see that depending on how we're moving forward with a pandemic, whether or not we have to pull out money and lend. Okay. Uh, in the city budgets, um, there are 
different accounts. And sometimes one account has to lend to another one, but it must be paid back because the state looks at us for things like that, kind of like the water rates. We have loaned money from our general fund to the water department when we were having all those lines um, down the alleys on Main Street. They were busting, right? And those are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair just one section. A block, right? Like a, Not even the whole block. Wow. So, so because, and the reason for that is as a, as a government agency, we are required to pay uh, prevailing wages. Yeah. So they're very expensive. So that's why I'm saying we would have to lend the money to the water fund, but the water fund has to pay that back because the state says, where'd this money go? Where did you get it from? Yeah. Did you get it paid back? If we're asking for more money, they want to know what it would do with money of whatever fund we're we talking had. about. Exactly. exactly. But we must hang on to the reserves for the true necessary things. I know that some people have said, well, don't lay off people use that reserve. But you have to remember an individual's salary may be low, but their perks, their benefits jump at almost twice what they own. And so how long can you keep taking from a general fund to continue doing that? Yeah. So that's good. It's yeah. a it's a loaded question, but yeah. the answers are very loaded and very lengthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so a question. <laughs> okay. I gotta we gotta ask everybody hard questions, gotta hey, ask everybody soft questions. So uh today we saw DPOA, which is our Delano Police Office Association, release their Endorsements for uh, the candidates this year, for city council candidates. You were actually not one of those. Yes. Now, as a candidate who has had many years and also is seeking another re-election, how do you think, do you think that plays into a factor? Because some people do look at endorsements. A lot of people do look and say, okay, this person is being endorsed by this person. This person. Okay, I, I, this is a, some people make their decisions that way. Mm-hmm. Do you think being the only incumbent not endorsed by DPOA might hurt you? Or do you think that it might, does it say anything? Or do you think it's just, because it can be a whole lot of things. Yes. Um, You know, I responded to um, Mario Nunes, who sent that out to all of the candidates that were not endorsed. And he said, oh, you you were number three, and there was nothing direct uh, to you. Meaning, in other words, there was nothing against you or any of that. And so my question would be, what exactly did the group relate to its members? I've been in front of unions before. So if they hear from me, it's totally different than hearing from a small group or a couple of individuals. So I have no idea what was said to to the members. I have been getting texts from officers that they support me. do, they, do I want to, them to put something out or take a picture with me? I'm not going to go down that road. I think that in the city of Delano, in all my years here, I can point to dozens of things that I have accomplished to better that town. I have been totally in support of police department, always. I have worked with individual police officers to accomplish certain things. I'm going to be at the mass giveaway tomorrow. I reached out and got uh, another supporter so we could give out sanitizers also. So I'm always looking for whatever I can help in whatever department. So if 
if their votes went that way, there's nothing I can do to change that. I think as these officers that have reached out to me, they know what I've done and they know that I've always supported them both closed session items and public items. So that's all I can tell you is people will vote as they think that the person has done whatever it is they wanted. Great. Great. Done. Good answer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, so. no, I mean, that's great. That's what yeah. we want to see. That's what, why we have to ask in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you never know if you never ask. Yes. So, I mean, that's the only reason why we go that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you also have to consider, no matter who, what group endorses you, how many of the individuals that work there live in Delano? I care about Delano. I care about our officers who protect Delano, but... It's like our MCCF. How many of them lived in Delano? Of the 80 individuals that, that were be losing their jobs when it closed, how many were from Delano? Does anybody know that? I don't. I don't. I do. How many? Because I checked into what was going to happen to our people. And you would be surprised that we had up to six who were retired individuals. They already had the retirement coming in and all. They just wanted another job. And then we had about uh, 20 that literally lived in Delano. Many lived in Wasco. Some even lived in Bakersfield, McFarland, different areas. Do you know what we did? I bet people don't realize that we reached out to uh, CDCR. Specifically, I had a relationship and association with um, Diaz, who is the Secretary of State for CDCR. And they said, we will help you. We will test every employee who wants to test for CDCR, and we will put them on the priority for fast track if they pass the test so they can get a job with CDCR. And many of them took us up on it. Ah, that's great. Those are the kind of things that leaders have to do. You can't just say, oh, well, they closed us. You know, there are humans involved whenever something closes, whether it's a small store of five or a place of 100. Taking from public safety, taking from what you say about police officers. Now, we've asked everybody out this because obviously it's the hot <laughs> issue right now. <laughs> and oh. I was asked at the forum, and I'm pretty okay. sure it's going to get asked at the other, the next forum also. Oh, is okay. Your position on defunding or de-investing, de-investing. was the actual <laughs> question. De-investing mm-hmm. in police, your your stance on that. Okay. First of all, defund and de-invest is one and the same. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. can't kid ourselves. The same. It's thing. just a play on words. Really. Yes, uh, I do not support divesting or defunding uh, our police department, and I'm talking specifically to our city of Delano Police Department, because what's happening in other cities in other states is not what is happening in Delano. We're a very diverse community. Our officers are out there seeing people face-to-face. They've gone to school with some of the people. They've, they've um, worked with them in other areas before they joined our force. So people know each other around here. Actually, what I would like to do is if we can get funding, and the chief is always looking for different kinds of grants, and I'm always sending him things to look at to see if we can get that money. We need to invest in our police department. Quantity does not give you quality. Mm. Uh, Obviously, we have to have so many officers for the population. But beyond that, it's the quality. And I'm a strong believer of workshops. 
make sure our officers go to workshops. They stay up on everything new, that our chief continually reviews our policies, our procedures. Something changed. Did an incident occur that he will then look at? Maybe we need to handle things differently. He meets with our officers. All of those are combinations that are good police officers, which we have in Delano. And, you know, every city might have a bad apple, but you, you throw the whole cart out? No. No. I'd like to know where people are going to get protected if they say defund the police department. You're, yeah. You've got a burglar coming in. Something's happening somewhere. Who are you going to call? Yeah. It's, it's not reality. And, and uh, I think if giving the police department the tools that they need to do a quality job is what we should be looking at all the time. And it's ongoing. It's not just right now during all this. So a little comment when it comes to police. Like I know we don't want to lose police officers. We don't want to lose response times. Uh, It's going to get a little, I don't want to say personal because I know it affects a lot of people because you including, because I know you have family here. Right. And in regards to cemetery grounds, we have, there has been an issue with response time and also a ask for a ordinance with the city in regards to that because we sometimes we get a very low to no response time to incidents which are statewide when you're talking penal code like public intoxication and decent exposure speeding which is california vehicle so that applies everywhere not just oh the cemetery might be a special district so they're the county call the sheriffs mm-hmm. and that's a constant comment and a constant problem now if you were to be reelected, because I know this is would be a continuing issue. Do you think that that can be worked out with that? Because there's a lot of people they there that cemetery is near and dear to them. Yes, and and, 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 I have and safety. There. Yeah, yes. I, I know you have members there. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I asked that question, because you know people want to feel it. safe. You know, we attempted it at one time. Uh, I don't believe the existing all of the existing board members were on the board at the time. Uh, we sent a letter to the county because, as you mentioned, it is county property, county-owned, not the city of Delano. Um, I know that it's not the response people want to hear, but when you have one agency trying to get into the arena of another agency, it, they just don't allow it. We run into it all the time with Caltrans. The same thing with the, the cemetery. I have no problem in going to the county supervisors to find out, is there anything we can work out to partner? Because we obviously can't take over the uh, sheriff's department responses. We, we couldn't do anything if we went in there. It's not our jurisdiction. If you're one of our Delano police officers and you show up there, you don't have the jurisdiction and authority to do something there unless it's like a life or death thing. Yeah. But many times it's people out there doing something that's destructive to the area, you know, to the others who are trying to go and visit their, their <coughs> trying to live, uh, visit their loved ones. But in the bottom line is the county supervisors, that board needs to be able to work with the city of Delano to see what can we do. It's not about an ordinance. It's about uh, joint powers of agreement, JPAs. We have a JPA with part of Tulare County right along County Line Road. That's been in existence for years. So to accomplish that, we would need to have our staff, 
our legal, reach out to them. Let them know this is what the residents of Delano are asking for, that either they provide prompt response or can they work out a JPA with us. To me, it's that simple. Obviously, is there any legalities? More than likely. I don't know them. I'm not an attorney. But you're not going to find out until you get the ball rolling. But there is a letter that we have that where we tried to do something like that because we were getting the complaints, you know, about uh, the cemetery and things that are happening out there. And our officers are going to respond to something in city uh, areas versus responding to the cemetery issues. And okay. depending on what it is, too. Okay. All right. I just, we just wanted to, I, I, want, I just wanted to respond to that because yeah. I mean, you, you hear there's so much back chatter. There's so yes. much that's like, oh, they said this, or we can't get in, or we're not hearing anything from here. So sometimes you got to go to the source or at least yes. ask someone that might have an answer. And right. I'm actually glad that you gave us that answer because now maybe they can see this and say, okay, how can we get to the next step? Right. What do we need to go? What what do we need to get to that step so maybe you can move forward with something? Just like we have a council, you have a board. So has the board done anything to go to the to the supervisors, the whole the whole county supervisors board, not just the representative that appointed whoever's on there, but the whole board has has the board the cemetery board gone to the county supervisors appeared before them and said or have a representative from the board say you know we're here because this is the issue we have can you have your staff reach to the city of delano staff and can they work something out because it works both ways you know we got to move forward yeah. one way or another it's all about partnership exactly so working figuring out a way to move that's, how you, that's yeah. how you find solutions uh, when you bounce ideas off each other. And, and you know, it, I don't think that'll ever change. Human nature has you talk to somebody and say, hey, I was thinking this and this. The other person's probably going to tell you, did you think about this and this of that? Mm. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, I'm going to check on that. So, so it evolves into something that turns out to be great sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you say, ooh, it's not going to work out. Not because you don't want to or either party doesn't want to, but there's something legally that doesn't allow you to do that. I hope that no, answered no. your question. That was a very good answer. I'm, I'm glad. I'm actually really <laughs> happy for that answer. So really good. Um, just say any last questions? I think we've kind of exhausted most of our questions. Um, if I can remember. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be fair with all canons, make sure we ask the same, don't leave the same, certain, yeah. certain questions, questions out. Oh, can, oh no. can, um, can you touch on the uh, the one cent uh, the one cent tax, and can you reiterate um, what that is? Mm-hmm. And maybe some people are unaware, or maybe some un- un- uneducated on what it actually what it is, what and, it actually and, and how it benefits Delano. Yeah, right. how do the funds? Where are the funds allocated? Because, like yeah. you said, there are restricted funds. So right, right. I'm assuming that one cent tax has is it a restricted fund? It is not. It is not. And I think. Um, I think that part of the problem came about when somebody either somebody that was out campaigning to help pass Measure U. Uh, Measure U is when they extended it. Because remember, it was approved the first time. Yeah. The second yeah. time I went to bed thinking they didn't extend it. Get up in the morning and we won by very few votes, but it passed. And I think 
sadly, maybe there were some people that were campaigning and pushing for it, and they may have um, alluded to the fact that, oh, it's going to be for safety. Of course, safety means police, right? And, and recreation. Well, there is no specifics for the use of that. It goes into the general fund to be put in with whatever funding is there to accomplish for the needs of the city. Right. There was no specific language saying that those funds would be used for public safety and, and reasons it, like that. Exactly. And and that is a legal thing. Yeah. It went on, on the voters' ballot specifically so that they would see that. It was not restricted to anything. Uh, for example, um, if it goes in the general fund and from the general fund, we need X amount of dollars to be able to uh, finish more things out at the community center because we did get a lot of money, but it needs more money to do more things. Well, it's general fund money. We can say it can go in there. It can go in for programs for the youth. It, it, can, it can go into many things. Now, in 1920, uh, we took in about $5.4 million. Sounds like a lot of money, but depends on where you're going to use it, how far that's going to go. Right now, we actually have lost 1.2. So we're steadily losing it as businesses are not able. Over time. Well, the thing is, if the store isn't open, the biggest contributor to sales tax, because it's only sales tax we're talking about, is Walmart. Yeah. Before them, it was Family Motors. When Jose Arredondo passed away, um, right before he passed away, a lot of that went into second place, and, and Walmart was number one. They're still open, thank God. So we're getting some, but you're thinking about one cent on the dollar, and not everything. Somebody told me, well, Walmart says they're, they're doing really good. Uh-huh. And, not and everything's taxable. Thank you. That's yeah. the exact answer. Not everything that they purchased is taxable. And, and, and if you want to fact check that, actually <laughs> go to your receipt and actually does say a T. Yes. And there's certain items. Food is... Oh, depends the Depends foods. on the food. Certain <laughs> foods so. are taxable. Certain yeah. foods are not like, taxable. Like your clothes are taxable. There's certain yeah. things that are taxable. So, so in reality, when you talk about a one-cent sales tax and people look at somebody making thousands of dollars in revenue in their store, we're not getting thousands of dollars. Yeah. We were doing great when everything was open. It will take the city, whether I'm there or not, it's going to take the city two to three years to maybe be back to norm. Because we have to catch up yeah. I all think their I, losses. I, I remember because I had some some experience working at a grocery store <laughs> in my younger <laughs> years. And uh, I think I you, to put it into perspective, I could buy maybe, say, $100 worth of fruit and vegetables. Fruit, like real raw fruit, right, vegetables. Like real yeah. organic stuff. Yeah, real <laughs> organic stuff and buy a packet of gum. The gum is the only thing that's going to be taxed. <laughs> so I could spend $100, but that gum is a dollar. So what's 1% of a dollar? Like 10 cents, maybe? No. It's a penny. Because it's a penny on every dollar. It's a penny on every dollar. So you're like, oh, I spent $100. Where's the $10 or or the, the one cent yeah. going yeah. off of there? No, dude, the item, when it comes down to it, you only earned a penny. <laughs> yes. And that's a lot of pennies when you got to really add it up. That takes yes. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, the, the public 
uh, did not realize that what they approved was a one cent sales tax on taxable items to go into the general fund to be used for the needs of the city. It's not something that's hoarded by the city. It's not something that the city is using for their own little projects. It's for the needs. And I can guarantee you we're over 100 years old. That means there's a lot of stuff that needs to be updated. Yeah. Our roads, you know, our water system, the pipes are, are the old uh, kind of lead pipes. So we're replacing, we have a plan, a seven-year plan, and we're replacing. But sometimes it goes to the side because a line has burst. And you mentioned earlier that the thousands of dollars that it costs to fix a small area of the of the uh, pipe. So, um, you know, 90 million, what, 90, $91 million budget? Man, that's a lot of money. But you have many departments, transportation, streets, water, yeah. police, many, many things that have to be paid by that $90 million besides your reserve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, I lost my train of thought real quick. I was going to try to close with one more question. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we touched on with the other candidates about, uh, we'll continue on, on public safety and everything, because I know we know your position on defunding, obviously no. And then uh, we look at the expansion of those uh, public safety investments, like the cameras that we're starting to see all around town, mm -hmm. which... I've said it again. I'm saying it again. We think we said it many, many times. We've had the privilege to actually see what those look like, and we're very, very impressed with the technology that goes into that. And were you a proponent for the camera system when it came to be approved? I am, but do not confuse um, the voting that we had on the last uh, item that was brought to us that we voted down. Oh, okay. I think people have misunderstood that vote. That was with the license plate scanners? No, no, no? cameras. See, we had the first set of cameras, um, which, you know, we were really pushing for those to go out. I think uh, Councilman Aguirre said, uh, at one meeting wanted to know why weren't they out? Why haven't we even bought them? It had nothing to do with those cameras. Those particular cameras were getting ready to be already put out. Those are the ones that nobody knows where they're at. We have no idea where they're at. These are put in areas where we hope to catch somebody wanting to leave Delano, certain exit points. That's for the criminal part of it. What was brought to us, I think, a few months ago, I don't know if you keep up with our minutes or our meetings, but a few months ago, we had an item brought to us to approve cameras for the parks. I voted again. I didn't vote against it. Uh, I asked that we table it because not enough information was brought to us. And I was told it was just requested to be put on so fast it did not allow our staff to gather enough data. I'm a reader. Everybody in City Hall, everywhere will tell you, I read everything. I get my packet, I read every single thing on that packet. So when I read it, there were many components that we had no answer for. And so I asked, who, who was involved in the walkthrough? Because you need your police department, you need the IT department, you need the parks people, and of course the company that you're going to go with. 
So there were other things involved. So we asked that it be tabled. It was not voted down. That is going to come back to us maybe this next uh, meeting that we have, uh, hopefully. And they're going to come back with more information so then we can make the decision. These are for parks because, remember, you don't just want to put a camera up. What if there's never any crime there? The chief had to be involved to say, how many criminal activities have we had there? What kind of criminal activities? And all that data could not have been gathered within a few days from it coming onto the agenda. That's why I requested that that be put to the next table and everybody agreed. And so it'll come back to us. But the first set of cameras, those are up. And that had to do with the ones that we are not going to know where they're at. And the only there will only be certain individuals at the police department who will have access to that so that it doesn't infringe in anybody's privacy. But hopefully it'll help when things like, you know, the shooting of the two little girls. Yeah. So we, we supported that. But this yeah. other one, we don't know yet who's going to support it and what's it going to be. Another one that was brought up was the, the license plate scanner. So I know that one was turned down, correct? It was. It was. And that had to do with an issue because we've heard from the other candidates on that. And that, would, that had to do with the concern of the way that that system reports or specifically that company, the way that they report. Uh, some of the can, some of the council members had an objection to the possibility of that sending to ICE. Another thing, I know that was brought up. That was put out. People talked about it a lot. Mm. Is there maybe a possibility or do you think that maybe a good thing to maybe bring back maybe a different company or depending on how it reports? Because when you look at the benefits of it, obviously, is like we could find stolen cars due to grand theft because that happens a lot. And sometimes just by the scanning of it, you'll pick up one or someone missing or a warrant that they've been looking or someone that's uh, committed a crime that they have not been able to find that car, but they have the license plate and they just have a spot. Those can be things that can be found with those scanners. Now, do you believe that maybe that's something in the future that could possibly happen? Do you approve of that? Do you have questions or concerns? (laughs) I think there was not enough information um, provided to the council up at the dais uh, for them to possibly consider it. I think um, you mentioned one of the things, if their concern was that the company, because first of all, that's the first part of it that I think, in my opinion, um, was misconstrued, and that is that it was a company who does work with the federal government with ICE. But just because they work with them does not mean that the system that they wanted to sell us and the way the information was going to be collected would be shared with ICE, that it was going to go directly to them. And I think it lacked more detail to, for us to understand, you collect the information, where does it go, who has access to it kind of thing. That was number one. The second thing, you talked about a different um, vendor. That's also a possibility. But I think the concern... Uh, one of the concerns of a, of a council member was that they were going to run the plates and identify that they were uh, undocumented. How do you know through a plate whether someone is documented or not? Do you know? If you- no, no, I can't tell. I think there was a, a meme I saw on social media the other day. I was like, you show a, a whole freeway full of cars. Uh, can you tell which one is 
uh, a violent mm-hmm. offender or a felon just by looking at the car? Can you tell their political view or what they stand for? Right. No, you can't. No, you cannot. You can't. You can't. So, so the license plate reader, and, and first of all, let me say that it was not uh, Chief Nevarez who put in that request. And I don't think that uh, he had deviled enough into it on his own uh, for him to either be pro or con. You know, that was put in uh, by Chief... Um, DeRosia. DeRosia. And it was just a leftover item. So, because the, the Chief Navarez, when he brings something before us, he's checked everything out, gotten all the information. Well, this came onto our agenda, but it was not his item directly. Uh, so, I think if he feels, and once again, we hire department heads uh, who have the experience to make decisions, uh, to bring things forth that we then consider and vote on. We're not the experts. I'm not an expert in the justice system. I'm not an expert in the street department. I'm not an expert in water quality. I have to do two things. Take the data that is brought forth by that department head. This case would would be the chief of police. Take it, look at it, and decide, hmm, I think I'm going to call one of those people that I met at such and such city who has that. I want to see how it's worked for them. That's where our due diligence as a council member comes in. The relationships that you have been building up by attending conferences, workshops, and all of that, they come in handy. Save those cards. Call them. If you remember, I don't know, uh, Stockton, that council member said, hey, you know, we're getting cameras and all. Well, two years later, you're, you're cons- I mean, uh, license plate readers, two years later, you're considering it. Call them. Hey, how's that worked out? Because they've had it working, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the things that the, the scanners that are going to read them, we should have all those details to make a, a quality decision, yeah. whether it be get them or don't get them. Every council member must be so well-informed that they feel good about whatever they decide and they can you know, truthfully say, I didn't approve because this is what I found out. No, 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 I'm glad. I'm, I like the information. I'm glad uh, there's something we didn't know. Obviously, it was in the back of our minds. So it was yeah. like, because there's, there's a million possibilities when you see all these items. And sometimes you don't get the full aspect of it when you're just reading comments either from another news outlet online mm-hmm. or on social media. Yeah. I mean, you don't get the full gist of it. So sometimes being able to sit down like this and be one on one and ask you those questions, it mm-hmm. brings, it clarifies so much. And I mean, I hope the, the public watches this and it helps clarify because some people can take things the wrong way. We're like, no, I just don't agree with that. This is this. And you, you know the whole idea of telephone. You tell one yes. person one thing, by the time it gets to the fifth <laughs> person, totally the different. story is completely <laughs> different. Yep. Yes. So. One of the things about what you do, uh, I, I wish that that was not done just during election time. I think you should have something that says, hear from your council member once every three months, once every six months, you know. Um, or uh, post um, post every city council meeting, maybe. Because, I mean, we can, I know right now we can watch the Zoom meetings. Right now we can review. And sometimes we can take things. I know it doesn't violate Brian Eifert one-on-one. It is if it's a serial meeting more than three <laughs> members. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's maybe a possibility. We'll talk to... 
council talk to. I, uh, I would be up for it. I, I'm, I would I'm, be. I'm referring more not not um, you know not as rebuttal. far as a council meetings. What I'm talking about is if um, any any one item. Let's say today ha, ha, today I is am. one of those days, and you you're talking about the cemetery, right? Yeah. We discussed it. You found out a lot that you thought, huh, okay, now I know which path could we could go to. Because what? You got an answer. You got a clarification. Um, if you took an item and you said, I want to talk to Council Member Aguirre, Council Member Vallejo, and they're willing to, and you say, these are the two things that I want to talk about and allow us to get the data together, uh, I, as you saw, I have no papers in front of me. I, I felt like, okay, I've been around long enough. I better know what I'm talking about after all these years. But information to go out to the public. And the more it's on for the public to see, the more people will be looking for when you're going to do it. If you say, I'm going to do it at the end of every other month or whatever you specifically have mm -hmm. so that they yeah. know when they can see it. I think, uh, mm -hmm. I think Grace has gave us an idea for a recurring episode. We might mm -hmm. have to talk to uh, come up with maybe investigate Delano. I mean, every twice a twice a month we take a hot button issue and we have a discussion about it with uh, locals. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe not hot button. <laughs> I think maybe that, just an uh, no, issue. The hot or, button and the hot issue is not a, a, an issue. It's yeah. the investigate. I would say more. Maybe you, have a discussion. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because now it's, oh, did I know what? What are they going to talk about? Did you know, and whatever it is you're going to talk about, that's what they're going to know. They're going to know about, what are you doing? We saw a lot of, of uh, machinery out at the wells in the southeast area of Delano. A lot of people may not know that we're going to start that mitigation. The bids, you know, that came in, I mean, like I said, they're up to $10 million when they started off at $6 million two years ago. Now you are going to talk about what's going on out there, what kind of cost is involved, how were you able to pay for it. It's education to the public about how things work in the city. A street, how much does it cost to, to uh, do a street? People are saying, well, why don't you just have our employees do some of that work? That was one of the questions that was asked, right? Because we yeah. contracted out. Right. Do you know why? Because we do not have employees where we can train them to run a certain equipment. Because that doesn't happen every day. We're going to pay an employee who specializes, and we're going to buy a piece of equipment that's a specialty equipment for something that we may use once a year or twice a year. It's not cost effective. No. And as a business person, you recognize that. But do people know that? No. no. Not the um, average person. Not exactly. the average citizen. Exactly. So... Something like that, you're going to be providing a great service to the residents of Delane. We're going to have to take Grace up on that. We'll yeah. figure it out. And <laughs> you'll probably be seeing, hearing more of us and probably seeing more of us online talk about yeah. and try to find out, kind of just learn. We educate yes. the community. Educating the community is so important. Uh -huh. Just like these. I mean, I hate to say, I know you're saying, I was like, the last time we really went full on with it was last election season. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of died off and then... Here we are back again. <laughs> and I was like, I wish we could keep it, keep it going. I mean, time management, make sure we can find issues or find stories that we can bring and start have discussions because, I mean, those are important. Because not only city issues, school issues, yes. school boards. You have two schools, elementary districts. We have 
High school uh, district, high private, school private, district. or charter schools. Charter I mean, schools, uh, downtown. Like you were saying, that yes. that'd be great to have a downtown association, chamber, have them involved in in in, in bringing those bringing businesses the, together. Bring the businesses because I mean, time and time, there's a lot of events that go on, and people just don't know what's actually going on, what it has to yes. do with, and then the more you're informed, the more you're willing to participate. The word is communicating. Because we just don't have a communication method that gets things out to the public. You might even decide you want to bring somebody in in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Spanish would be good. <laughs> just some ideas. Yeah, Again, just some it's ideas. people talking yeah. and, and, you know, you can have interaction that uh, people will see individuals they know or recognize, their neighbor or whoever, and say, they're going to believe what they're saying. They're giving me so much information. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So before we close, I just want to touch on one more question. Okay. That's what you said two yeah. questions ago. I know. Ago. So I, keep, I keep on <laughs> saying, saying that. that yeah. I just keep on <laughs> reminding you. Yeah, like, you know, that's that's the beauty of a podcast. It's like we're not on the news. Like, oh, we got 10 seconds to cover yeah. something really important. Now we just... Yeah, just keep, keep extending it right now. Of course, yeah. a recipient might think, God, couldn't we have it from this time, this time only? <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay. Uh, so I, I touched on it at the beginning. We have three seats and seven candidates. That's the majority. So there's a possibility of a whole new sort of council coming into play because the, the odds are, I mean, we don't know what the odds are right now. It could go any way. So as a member or as a potential uh, council member, if there's a complete change and complete everything, because I know a council is not a, you're not just a one, you're, you're one council member. That's right. But you're only one vote. And when it comes down to it, it's all about working together, collaborating, and looking past any indifferences. So say, for example, we have a complete shift in the uh, council the members that get elected, the makeup of the of the council, and you happen to be one of them. That's in within that. What is your? I would say. What are my thoughts on how? What are your thoughts work? on how you're going to work together? <laughs> what are your thoughts on being a team player? Yeah. You know, the first thing that every council member on the dais should remember is it's not a career. You're there or should be there because you have a passion for the love of your city. You live here, so you want to improve the city so that you live in something that's a good quality life. Yeah, you're a public that servant. That should be yeah. everybody's thought. Yeah. Not, I like you, but I don't like you. And I have uh, been up there where there has been changes, and the whole idea is they must be bringing something to the table, but you have to be open-minded to what they're bringing. Now... Everybody talks about inexperience and youth. Everybody has to start somewhere, is what I say. I have the experience, yes. And being back on the council, I bring a lot to the table. However, anybody young with inexperience that comes in, it is our responsibility as an existing sitting council member re being reelected to share contacts, ideas, information, uh, mentor, because like myself, if I am blessed enough to be uh, elected, this is my last term. Now, 
is it fair to the city that I hoard all my experience and, and all my relationships, all my resources, walk out of there with that and not help and pass it on to whoever comes on board? No, not if you truly care about Delano. So I don't care who gets on there. If I am reelected, I will definitely make sure to extend a hand and say, how can I help you? You have any questions? I'm more than happy to answer them for you. Introduce them to any of my resources so they can become resources for them. Because everything I've gardened, I did it while I was a council member, not while I was Grace Vallejo. So every council member up there, yeah, we have a name. But what we've got up there is we got it because we were council members. And we should be leaving all that information for those that come behind us all the time. Or we're never really going to become the great city that we can be if you're just going to hoard it and take it with you, whatever you know. Thank you for that response. That is definitely a response that every candidate, every council member, come in, challenge, or whoever... All, all seven. That should be an answer that all of them can Take can to relate heart. to. Yep, exactly. And to uphold because yes, it is exactly it is one hundred percent true. Yes, that is one hundred percent true. And as a citizen here, I mean, that's what I look for. That's what I want to see. I want to see this city growing. I want to see them. I want to see this city continue. I don't. I don't want it to be like, oh well, we were going there, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope. This person came. You know? Yeah, oh, now yeah, everything you know. changed. I want to see the continuation. I yeah, want to exactly. see. I mean, I, I hate it right now because part of the uh, the marketplace. I know we're in a pandemic. Right. I know we're in a pandemic, but my hopes are that to see it continue to grow. I hate to see just Maya there by itself and nothing to ever continue to grow because you got yes. development on either side. Both sides. But you got. Both this sides just there, barren yeah. area that's undeveloped, and I know everything <laughs> takes time. Yes, it doesn't happen overnight. Well, uh, part of the pro- part of the problem as to why there's nothing there is because it was originally geared for a retail commercial. I mentioned this earlier, so they have to rethink this. I had a meeting with uh, one of the YK individuals, um, and uh, he asked me about something else that could come there, and I said, if you get a chance, go look at. I think it's called. The Boulevard? Mm, yes. yes, in Bakersfield. Behind Bakersfield. Yes. Boulevard, yes. I, I've been there once, but they have a place where the parent can sit and eat, have a drink if they want to have a drink. Yes, Their yeah. kids can try all kinds of things. I said, go yeah. look. Bring some of that entertainment. You can make money, but the city's young people. Can benefit not, from that. Benefit. Yes. Yeah. So, so as a responsible council member, it is my job to talk to the developer and say, these are the needs. And they respect what I tell them. You know, I've talked to them about housing, something that will go, something that won't go. What do we need here? That is a job. I spend every single day I have something that I'm doing for the city. Uh, and I do that because of how I, what I care about. But the pandemic can still bring other things. Look at them. They're trying to reinvent what's going to come there. I said, you still need their eateries because you're having a lot of housing around there. And maybe some retail. Retail is going to be the tricky one. But the eateries, people got to eat. And that entertainment, once this is over with, they're going to need to do things like that. Bowling and and whatever else they have out there. I can't even remember the laser tag, all that. Kids are going to love that. 
Let me just say that in a smaller uh, scale, our community center, the new one, when it was going to be built and we were designing it, I was on that committee and I said, the only way I will push and support this, if you do what I'm going to call a kickback room, that's my term. And I used it all the time. And they go, what do you mean? I need to see a section of that building be a room where the kids, right now we have volleyball, basketball, all those kind of things, dance. Not all the kids in Delano want to do that. They're not all athletically inclined. We have a lot of kids who come home to an empty house, who come home to a dysfunctional family, and they, get, they leave. They go out in the street. I said, you need something for them, and I will help get it. So they agreed. So we have what I call the kickback room. I got somebody to give us the money to buy the, the air hockey game. Um, what's the other one? I think a ping pong table. Um, I got somebody to give us the money to pay for those three uh, big TVs and the game sets and games because we have the kids just want to hang out. And I was told by our rec people, she says, after four o'clock, this is one of the busiest places because kids are out of school and, it, and they're waiting their turn to either play the game on the table games or to play the, the video game. Some may not even ever have a bit video game. So that's the scale, the scale smaller. And that's what I would love to see out there to have YK America bring something like that for the whole city. The family can go out there. Those are things that I'm talking about when I say I work and do things. Do I publicize it? No. You know, I mention it now because we're talking about what we're doing with the pandemic time. You know, it all depends on the investor. What do they think I can put money out for and start getting money back? So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you yeah. so much, Grace. Thank you so much, Grace. I know we went a little a longer than, <laughs> yeah. than normal. So, I mean, uh, thank you for your time and thank you for staying with us that long. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck, just as any of on and any and all the candidates. We wish you all the luck in this election and hopefully all this information reaches the public in time. I know ballots go out October 5th, right? October 5th. So, uh, ballots are coming out soon. So, people, uh, let's research. Let's use these to make an educated decision because it is the future of our city. So let's make sure that we're making a good educated decision when it comes to the electing of our city yep. councilmen or next elected forum. officials. Yep. The next, next forum. forum, next forum. Don't Friday, forget October 2nd, Friday, October 2nd. Uh, this episode should up, should be out before that. So Friday, October 2nd, it's going to be the next at, city council. Where's it going to be? WHI? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a WHI, an undisclosed location because we don't want public there, but it will be available on Facebook. It's mm -hmm. going to be on Facebook Live, so everybody will be able to view that. And uh, we'll see you there, Grace. Okay, and when is this going out? Uh, this is, uh, well, I know we're talking right now, but this is... Um, well, I have a reason for that. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm yeah it, all, all episodes right now because we've, we've got through majority, not all candidates have responded, but we have gone through the majority of all candidates already. And all episodes will hit before the forum. So they're going to be released in the next couple of days. So all episodes or individual reviews are going to be hit before the forum. And then we have the forum. And some candidates have even expressed maybe doing a rebuttal episode, maybe coming back after post forum. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to everybody whether yeah. what they want to do. But 
Yeah. Well, uh, I am going to ask for you anything that goes out um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're putting anybody's out tomorrow, do a shout out to our mask and sanitizer giveaway right. uh, next door to the police department in the empty lot. Uh, it's drive through. You drive through. We're giving you a box of mask and we're giving you a sanitizer. And you don't have to identify yourself for anything because Everybody needs to wear a mask and use the sanitizer as much as possible. And, of course, distance when they don't have a mask. But um, if you can kind of plug that out there to the community, it's beneficial From, to them. We'll get it on, the, we'll get it on our pages. I, I think I have that. I saw uh, Delano Police Department's Instagram put that out. So hopefully yes, we can, there's a flyer. We can uh, repost that. You, you said tomorrow, but uh, what time it's, would that be? It's uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, and it's from 6 to 8 on High Street next door to the police department building in the empty lot. And oh, the empty lot. Okay, right behind mm-hmm. the gas station, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Grace. Well, thank you again, and uh, thank you for being our guest. You have a wonderful day. It's a pleasure.